Hey there, guys. This is Dana, and I want to welcome you guys to our Masterland Investing Podcast. Uh, we're going to be bringing you guys some great content, so I'm telling you, you don't want to miss this. All right, so uh, I'll start out first. Dana, tell me a little bit about yourself. How long have you been um, in the land investing business? And then we'll go kind of from there to get an idea of uh, kind of who Okay, you are yeah, uh, basically, I actually, I grew up, my dad was in the real estate business. He bought uh, uh, houses and he turned them into rentals. So I was doing it since I was a kid. I kind of was weaned on it. And then, uh, so I was sparked with that. I had it in my blood. I had the passion to do it. Uh, I, I dabbled when I first got to Florida in the early 80s tried to do some bricks and mortar wasn't too successful i was kind of too picky about what i put into the houses but i think i got started in the land business somewhere in the late 90s i bought my first property and then the early 2000s around 2000 2001 i started getting into it pretty serious all right um talk to me about what what how long have you been an entrepreneur so i know that you talked about the land business uh portion of it is that all you've done in terms of entrepreneurial work or how long have you been an entrepreneur what are some of the other things that you've done well, I was actually, I think I've been an entrepreneur since I was a little kid. I grew up up north along a river up in Massachusetts. Uh, I sold bait. My mother, you know, back in the day, the kind of the neighborhood watched out for the kids. So at an early age, I'm going to say probably five, at five years old, I started going to the river in the morning and catching shiners and selling them. I used to collect night crawlers in my backyard. Uh, soon after that, I had a paper route, and one thing I discovered is one particular day, I guess I wasn't paying attention, and I missed my route. I had about 38 customers, so I had to go back, and, and uh, I had to pick the papers up, and I went and delivered them the next day, which was a Saturday. And to my surprise, they were all very delighted that I brought them the paper, and I'll get a tip. So I ended up uh, actually delivering day-old papers for a while, and I did better than I did on my regular route. So since then, I've kind of had the, the fever, and I've tried a lot of different businesses. I had a few different businesses in Florida. I had an organics website for a while, um, done a bunch of things, tried a bunch of different ideas, but it's been in my blood forever. Wow. So so along those same lines, you talk about it being um, from the time that you were a child and, and kind of lasting with you now. Clearly, you're an adult by now. So what is it that drives you? What motivates you um, in terms of your work as an entrepreneur? I'd say most of all, it's probably the 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 challenge. I think in, in my personality, especially if somebody tells me I can't, I even tell people, tell me I can't, and I will. Tell me I'm not able to do it, and I'll, I will. So I think that drives me, and I think most of all is trying things outside the box, uh, putting a challenge on myself, achieving the goal. You know, even like the real estate thing, for me, it's not about the money. It's more about the challenge, and I think like this, I've found my passion is mainly to teach, so. Yeah, I think that's where my head's at at this point in my life. Wow, that's absolutely awesome. So um, in, in terms of that then, um, what is it about the land investing business? So you started out doing rocks. You did night, night crawlers as a as a kid. But land investing, other than the fact that your dad kind of is what you grew up on, what is it about land investing that has kept your kept your attention? What has made it kind of the place where you, you've, you've placed your focus? It was a lot of times with my businesses, I'm an idea guy. Financially, I always I wasn't always most savvy as far as saving money. So most of my businesses I created, I didn't have much money. So when I realized the land business, you didn't need much money to get into. I kind of jumped into it both feet. And I think at the end of that, what I realized is, first of all, I meet wonderful people in the process. Like I always preach to build a team, but I think it's opportunity. I've done it for a long time, and for me, I still have a business, but. It lends itself to me having time for my kids, my family, friends, 
I'm able to do what I want when I want. And that's basically the last few years on a part-time basis. I mean, I did it full-time early 2000s, right up to late 2000s, and uh, I pretty much retired from doing it. I made quite a bit of money. But at the end of the day, I think it's, for my pursuit, it's more of a hobby, and it doesn't take much to get involved in, and uh, the, the market's wide open. I mean, there's a lot more competition than there used to be, but competition's a good thing. I mean, that keeps me driving. I think anybody that gets involved, they shouldn't be shy away from competition. You know, it's just a matter of getting the tools in your box, making sure you're a student in the business, constantly learning, you know. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so um, let's talk a little bit kind of about the land business part in general, kind of as we segue uh, from that. What's some of the best um, business advice uh, that you would give to people who are beginning or have some interest in getting into the land investing business? What's some, some, some key tips and points that you would give them just if, you, if they had five or ten minutes with you like they do on the podcast today? What kind of would be some of the best advice you would give somebody that's just starting out? Uh, my best advice, first of all, would probably be not to be greedy. Uh, don't go into the land investing business, like, like I've said many times, is thinking you're going to get rich because that's not the way the business works. I think patience. Uh, don't be afraid to build a, a, a strong team around you. Any business I've ever been in, I've realized that most of the time, the people I surround myself with were, were much more educated. But I think that's how a good business works. You never can think you know everything. Uh, don't be greedy. I think I said that earlier. Um, and, and most of all, just it's one of those things you can't quit. Nothing's easy in life. And, but, you know, at the end of the day, you're basically buying and selling dirt. So if you stay focused, you take your time with it, you absorb everything like a sponge, continue to ask questions. Tony's business, you can start with a couple, three or $4,000 and stack it up in a short time if you do it right. I mean, there's certain times in the land business you'll get discouraged because there's slow markets. Like sometimes the summer's a little slow for the buying in. But other than that, I don't think there's any other business I've ever come across in my life. And I tell many people, than land, it's got so much opportunity, diversity. You can go anywhere and do it. Uh, I used to tell people, if you can dream it, you can have it. I used to dream years ago when I was trying to figure out the best business for me was, what can I do to get up late in the morning, be in my pajamas, have my coffee, work from 10 to 2, and make as much as I want, and, and actually came to fruition. I mean, I was willing to work for it, uh, and at the end of the day, for almost four years, that's all I did. From 10 to 2, I ran a business and made millions of dollars doing it. Wow, wow, wow. So you talk about kind of getting started out and kind of um, taking your time, stacking your money, saving your money. Uh, even on some of your videos, you talk about uh, the importance of taking the time to save the money so you're not borrowing from people, but also so that you're not going into debt um, to get started. Um, but one of the things, like I think a lot of young people are going to um, kind of tune in on some of this. So so you gave kind of some general advice for entrepreneurs in general, people wanting to get started in the land investing business in general. But one thing for a younger generation people, patience is not something um, that's necessarily on our side. So in terms of young people, like what would be your best advice to a young person that's looking to get started in land investing, particularly around um, that idea of patience, but also uh, you talked about not being greedy. Um, so on a scale kind of a one to 10, right? Because even though we don't want to be greedy, right? Money is important to everybody. And so how do we kind of strike that balance between patience um, to save, but also not being greedy, but also striking an, a balance in terms of what, how to be focused, I guess, but not, not overly focused on the money part. I think most of all, for a young person, my best advice would be, you know, to, to first of all, kind of determine what you like to do rather than what you don't want to do. 
I, I was always told from my dad as a kid, try everything under the sun, and then it'll make it a lot easier for you to understand what you don't want to do. But I see a lot of stuff on the Internet, a lot of stuff on YouTube where these guys are selling young people, older people, you know, the idea of getting rich quick. And I think the key to this thing, everything's instant gratification for kids now, but, you know, I think it's it's obviously being a student, being patient, uh, setting your goals, realizing nothing happens overnight. Uh, don't be too excited about just getting into this full-time uh, getting your riches overnight, that doesn't generally happen. But I think that for a young person, getting into it as a hobby, what I refer to as getting tools in your box, setting some short-term goals. I've always wanted to say if you're going to set goals, break them down into segments, and as you achieve going forward towards the goal, reward yourself. And I think for young people, because they're, they're set up for instant gratification, I think that lends itself to a younger mindset. That you know what I mean? You, you set a goal, if it's a 12-month goal to achieve this much revenue or more freedom in your day, go ahead and break it in segments. And every month that you get close to that goal, go and reward yourself. Get yourself a pair of sneakers. Put the rest away. Because, you know, most of the time we work for people that give us direction, give us goals, but uh, they, they're going to be there forever. And typically they don't have goals. The managers in our lives, the bosses in our lives, they can give a lot of orders and tell us we have to make these goals as a salesman or somebody that's producing a product. But if you look back, most of these people we're surrounded with don't have goals. So I think it's goal setting, focus, be patient, be willing to learn. I mean, if you compare, compare it to a four-year, five-year degree in college, you're probably talking 60000 minimal for a student loan that you'll never pay back compared to getting into a business like this maybe a month or two of part-time focus. And the returns are probably much greater than they ever would be with a college degree. I mean, I'm not one to put down education. It goes hand-in-hand hand with the land investing business. But don't ever think you know everything. Be patient. Share good stuff with good people. And uh, just just go slow at it. Don't try to get overexcited and do it all in one night because they can have a job and work at a grocery store. They can work at a gas station. They can work in a restaurant. And take some of their money and put it away because I'm, I'll be 57 and I got great advice as a kid, but I think I thought I knew everything. You know, I blew every bit I ever had up until I was probably 45 because I figured I had it figured out. But, you know, I think ask older people, listen to the older people in our life, the people that uh, have the wisdom. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, this is really rich. I mean, we're talking about specifically land investing, but I think this is uh, really rich and valuable content just for anybody who's looking to be in business, but really, really just life, life lessons. So this is, this is great. Um, so the question though, so, so you talk about, you know, pretty much anybody can do it, but can anybody really be an entrepreneur? You know, you're, we're in this, we're in this age where everybody's trying to, you know, have residual income. Everybody's trying to have passive income. Everybody's trying to work on an Island remotely, but can anybody really be an entrepreneur? Does it take some sort of special programming, um, in an individual, some sort of special special DNA makeup, um, or, or is it really possible for anybody to be an entrepreneur? What's your take on that? Uh, I believe it, it, it's partially a DNA thing, but I think that it's, it's a matter of reprogramming your mindset. I think I made an audio earlier about how we're programmed as a child. I was lucky enough that my dad, I listened to motivational tapes. I remember as a kid, my dad, we went across the country and he had us listen to Dr. Maltz. We had balloons when we got upset. We had mirrors looking and tell us that we're... To look in the mirror and say we're a good person, we're worthy, we can do anything. 
But I think even if it's a teenager or maybe a young adult that hasn't had that type of inspiration or guidance as far as their, their self-worth, I think there's plenty of good books out there. I think my experience with young people is that the more that you surround yourself with positive, don't share positive with negative people, and, and constantly look in the mirror and, and, and remind yourself every morning, I'm worthy. God made me perfect in his eyes, so there's, there's nothing that I can't do. So I think that attitude, tell me I can and I can, if they can, I can, is the attitude you have to take. But like anything, it doesn't happen overnight, but anything worth having is worth working for. But I think, long story short, I go around in circles sometimes, but I think it's just focus and, and, and making a decision you want to change because we all know in life most people, misery loves company, and, and even when you're starting to succeed, if you share with the wrong people, they're going to shut you down and try to break you down. But uh, I think for a young person especially, just surround yourself with good people, stay focused, read as much as you can, listen to as much as you can, uh, spend less time watching TV, uh, spend less time with your face on YouTube, and more time trying to just suck up and, and just be inundated like a sponge with positive stuff, positive thinking. And I think in time what will happen is it will just kind of rub off on you because you've changed your whole mindset and you'll just start to see things in your life. And most of all, it goes back to rewards. As you start changing, always remember to reward yourself because without reward, we lose our focus and our, our purpose sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, as our last question for, for this particular episode, I hope we'll come back and do a part two, um, is the one you talk about building your toolbox kind of. So what are some of those tools in your toolbox outside of building good relationships, um, outside of kind of sowing seeds of positive energy uh, into other people and positive thinking? What are some of the key tools, particularly for a person interested in land investing? What are some of the key tools? If you don't have any money right now, what are some of the things you can be putting in your toolbox while you're finding that three or $4,000 to get started? I think, obviously, uh, education, knowledge is opportunity. I think that it starts with that. I think uh, also just starting to try to think creative, uh, maybe drive around and look at a particular property, a piece of vacant land, and just start to expand your mind, start to go outside your normal thinking, and, and, and start asking yourself, how can I get that property with no money? Uh, part of it's uh, getting the tools in your box would be, Working on being more of a social creature. I think with any business, the more social you are, the more you get out rather than being an introvert, it helps with anything. I mean, with people, humans, with people, people, you know what I mean? And I think talking, going out, and I think it starts with inspiring people, going out and, and being kind rather than having an attitude. It goes back to attitude. Um, and, and same thing with setting goals. If, if a young person, even an older person, wants to get into it and they can't find a way financially, it's baby steps. You can do it for much less, but I'm one of those wise old investors that says don't borrow money, don't go out on a limb borrowing hard money, or don't promise somebody that you don't have a guarantee because there's no guarantee. But, you know, if you work towards something you save, it makes the, the value of the money much more important. You have a vested interest. So keep your job, stay focused. Try to absorb everything you can. There's tons of great stuff out there for beginning entrepreneurs, beginning investors. There's a ton of great books for for entrepreneurial mindsets, and especially YouTube, a lot of free information. I, I would suggest any young kid do less TV, less, you, less looking at social media and trying to find your place in that world that, you know, with, with the phone, and maybe spend a little more time on YouTube watching stuff that's informative and 
inspirational. I think those are probably some of the biggest keys that most kids should probably focus on more so. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so listen, I know that you have um, Masterland um, Investing University uh, that you're launching. You got some online courses that are coming, uh, giving and, and dishing out some awesome value at no cost to people right now on YouTube and on your Facebook pages. Uh, so we definitely want to uh, want to give a plug for those items. But in terms of Masterland Investing University, tell me a little bit about um, the university itself, but also talk to me about kind of the investment that's required uh, for that um, and kind of what what what's the ROI going to be for people who want to, to, to enroll in Masterland Investing University? Uh, what, what's the value that you're going to bring to your students, and what, what are some of the guarantees that you're giving uh, as they become interested in the university and in the courses that you're preparing? I think the first thing is, is there's no guarantees because it, it takes the individual to want to make change. I think there's, like I've mentioned before in other videos, there's a ton of great guys and women out there that teach wonderful courses in investing, land investing, uh, bricks and mortar investing. I think, uh, speaking for myself, I'm a little older than a lot of them. I think the key that I bring to the table is wisdom, patience. Um, I've structured this whole course a little different than most of them. I realized when I started structuring the whole thing that and I want everybody to succeed if they invest in the land course, the land investing course. So I'm breaking it down pretty much from A to Z, baby steps, basically how to build a business, how to build a brand, setting up your bank account. Uh, setting up your phone system if you need one in the beginning, uh, setting up a buyer's site, a, a seller's site, and then it'll, it'll carry on probably into the second series, which I, I've already completed, basically how to find a motivated seller, uh, how to write a one-page contract, how to use a title company to close, how to do a self-closing. And, and as I'm structuring these courses, I'm realizing a couple of times I got ahead of myself, so I have to go back and, and edit and and, and reinterject some stuff because I don't want to miss any steps. And I think a lot of times, and I've done in the past, you take courses, you read books, and at the end of the course of the book, you're pretty suspect in the fact that you feel like they, there was a broad stroke and they didn't get into any details. And um, the value in this course, I think, and I'm going to try to price it in such a way that it's affordable, even if I have to structure it into three or four payments. Uh, the main thing for me is my biggest concern is I want whoever gets involved and I want to keep them motivated if I can as much as I can. I mean, it takes the individual, but to keep them on track, keep it simple. Most of it's in layman's terms. Nothing's complicated about it. It isn't rocket science. Keep them enthused about it. Break the lesson plans down that they're simple enough that they haven't got to bust out a dictionary or go back online, and there'll be a whole section of the terms. There'll be a whole section of valuable web so uh, resources. And I think that's the key. At the end of the day, I just I just posted an audio that's, that's a video that's telling people you know I'm going to pick five people that are super motivated that I can watch from the backside of my control panel on YouTube and also on the Facebook group and page. See who's participating. Um, I, I think that if you really want to do it, and I see so many people, their intent is good, but we're we're weak with discipline. And and out of any like I said, out of anything I've ever seen as far as businesses. This is a, you can go into this part-time. If you did this a couple, three hours a night, three or four nights a week, I think in a month you'd probably absorb most of it. And, and I'm going to provide my phone number, my email, because I want every student to succeed well beyond my expectations for them and even what I've done financially. I mean, I did it uh, two years ago. I tried to get a girlfriend of myself involved. I wanted to spark her and get her some interest in this business. And she really didn't take to it. But I think just in the interim, 
just with her involved in my business and in less than a year I think we did 60 70 grand net and and I was still running my full-time job so I think the course is going to be simple it's it's not going to be complicated the steps are they're real basic I mean at the end of the day you got to remember you're just buying and selling dirt and and, and I think that a lot of guys they they get you involved, and, and at the end of the day, there's still a lot of questions. And if there are questions, I've even mentioned in other videos, please reach out, call me. Like the kids in school that ask the questions, they usually succeed as far as scholastically. So I want participation, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Dane Brown, the self-made, self-taught masterland investor himself. Want to invite you to continue to tune back into the podcast each and every week. Thanks so much, Dana. It's been good talking to you. Yeah, thank you so much. It was really wonderful. Hey guys, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, Be sure to subscribe and join us here each week. Thanks again. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.